Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So today we are in the third and final week of our sermon series called Becoming a Butterfly. And remember what we're doing in this series, which has significant implications for the life of this church moving forward, is getting into how we have gotten to this place, what we need to do now that we're here, and what the future might just look like given the path that we choose moving forward. And again, the way we're working through all of this complexity to try to make it as simple as possible is we are using the life cycle of a butterfly to help put it all into perspective. So in week one, and to help you understand how we have gotten to this amazing place as a church, and by the way, it is absolutely amazing. If you're not astonished by the things that are going on here, you are not paying attention because it is absolutely fantastic. I showed you that like a caterpillar has to shed its skin to make room for new life and new growth, that is exactly what we have done as a church over the last 40 years or so, ultimately doing what we need to do to adapt, adjust, and change to keep up and minister well in this changing world that we live in today, which no doubt has paid off in unbelievable ways. Then last week, to push things even further, I shared with you that because we are in such a good place, growing in ways that none of us ever imagined, that if we want to become all that God has created us to be, we need to enter into a season of metamorphosis. Or like a caterpillar, eventually gets to the place where shedding its skin is just like, just not enough. I believe it's time for us to go beyond shedding our skin and enter into this season of significant transformation. And the two changes that I believe God is calling us to make is, first of all, uh, a restructure of the way we're organized as a church to help us keep up on a day-to-day basis, uh, making us more efficient and effective. And then... Because of the growth of the refuge, because we just don't have enough space, I think it's time for us to expand and build a new worship space for the refuge. And all because I really do believe if we will make these two changes, then just like happens when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, it will give us the ability as a congregation to soar for years to come, doing even bigger and better things for the sake of the kingdom of God. But, and this is a big but here, At this point, remember, this is just a proposal, or or this is what I think we need to do moving forward. And remember, before we make this big decision together, we are going to be spending the month of July and longer, if needed, giving you all the information that you need. And what that looks like is sending all of you a copy of the new new and, and proposed bylaws and policies and procedures for your reading pleasure. All of you should have that via email right now. If you don't, call the church office and we'll make sure that you get that. And then, yes, we want you to feel free to read that right before you go to bed so you're guaranteed a good night's sleep. And you're welcome because it is that boring, but it's one of those necessary things, right? And then to add to that, we're going to be hosting, holding... Um, Listening sessions in July to walk you through these documents, showing you what all of that means for the church moving forward. And then when it comes to refuge expansion, we're going to be holding three more listening sessions to help you see and hopefully get you excited about what we need to do as a church to make all of that happen. And then once we've done all of that, after we've gone through that whole process, you've got to remember the decision is going to be yours. 
or all of you as members of this congregation are going to be the ones who make the final decision on this. This is not my decision. It's not the staff's decision. You guys get to make that call regarding whether or not you think this is what's best for us moving forward. And the way that's going to happen is on Sunday, August 20th at 1 p.m. here in the sanctuary. We're going to get everybody together from all four services and we're going to vote and we're going to see what's next. But now that I have spent the last two weeks helping you to see how we have gotten to this place and what I think God is calling us to do now that we're in this place, what I would like to do today to close this series out, I think in the most important kind of way, a foundational way, is to give you the why. Or why it is I believe God is calling us to do this. So, the first reason I think God is calling us to make these changes comes from Luke 12, 48, and it says this. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked for. Or to put this a bit more simply, when God gives you a lot, when God blesses you with a lot, he expects a lot in return. Now, why I think this scripture speaks to me so much regarding what God is calling us to do is because when I look around the landscape of American Christianity today and see that 80 to 90% of churches are even struggling to exist, while we as a church have seen significant growth in almost every area of this place, I truly believe it is our responsibility, our duty, to take all those things that God has given to us and use them to become an even bigger blessing in our community and the world. Or because we have been blessed with the staff and the resources and the volunteers to pull this off while so many other churches are just scrambling, I think to be faithful as a church, this is what God is calling us to do. Or to think about it in another way. In the same way God blesses all of us, not just to bless us, but so that we can be a blessing to the world. Or in the same way God expects us to take and use all those resources and talents that he has given to us and make a real difference for his kingdom instead of just thinking about ourselves. I believe God is asking us to do the exact same thing. Because again, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So that's number one, reason number one. The second reason I believe God is calling us to do this is given to us in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and it says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Now, what's going on here in this particular teaching is after Jesus' death and resurrection, but right before he ascends to the right hand of the Father, Jesus takes a moment and tells his disciples what they're now called to do with the rest of their lives or what it looks like to be his follower. And basically what he tells them is not just to sit around praying, worshiping, and reading their Bibles until he returns, although all that stuff's important. No, he tells them to take all that he has taught them in word and in deed and go out and share that with others. And not only share that with others, but to invite them to join this movement or to become Jesus' followers themselves. And one of the main reasons why Jesus has called his disciples to do this, which we don't oftentimes think about because we always think about the negative in this way, is because whether you're aware of it or not, whether you like it or not, following Jesus is actually what's best for you. It's actually what's best. Or to see this, what our God wants most in all of the universe is to live into a deep and abiding relationship with every single person who has ever lived. And a big part of the reason for why God wants to live in relationship with us, besides the fact that he longs to experience our love 
is because not only is living in relationship with him what's best for God, what makes God happy, but it's what's best for us. It's what we were created for. God created us to choose him to live in relationship with him. Or parents, just like a big part of your love for your children is doing everything in your power to help them become all they can be, that is a big part of the reason for why God wants us to play, or God wants to play a significant part in our lives. In that, if we live in relationship with the one who knows all things, if we have this connection, he can guide and direct us in how to go about living into the life that is truly life. You know, like a good parent guides and directs and leads, that's what God wants to do. That's why God wants to be a part of our lives. Or maybe to make this practical, how many of you sitting here today have had your lives changed for the better because you chose to follow Jesus? Anybody? How many of you are pretty sure you wouldn't make it through most days without God's help? Anybody? How many of you are grateful for the forgiveness, the freedom, the life, and salvation that you have received in Christ? Now, how many of you believe that Jesus is probably the best thing that ever happened to you? Well, now that you're thinking about what Jesus means to you, how many of you would like for every single person in this community to find what you have found in Jesus? Yeah. Know what it means to, to live into a deep and abiding relationship with God, to have access to the creator of the universe anytime that you need help, or to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Well, for me, that is why I think God is calling us into this season of metamorphosis. So we, as a congregation, can, can do and share more about who Christ is in the world. Or for the 8,000 people in this area who don't know Christ or belong to a church, I think God is calling us to become the church where those people can come just as they are, right? That's the one thing that sets us apart as a congregation. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if you like one style of worship or another. You are accepted here, and there are over 8,000 people in this area who need something like that. They, it gives them a chance to, to not only find what they were created for, but it also gives them a chance to find that, what they've been looking for their entire life. And then last but not least, I think the third reason why God is calling us to do this is because this is just what it looks like for us to continue living into our vision of, of bringing heaven to earth and all that we do and our mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives. Or for me, the metamorphosis, this metamorphosis that we're going into is nothing more than the natural progression of doing what we need to do as a church to continue to live out who God has called and created us to be. I mean, that's all I think is going on here. I think this is just a natural progression of what God is calling us to do. And to make this practical, how many of you, your life is better because of this church? Anybody? Yeah? How many of you not only get inspired by this church weekly as you grow in your relationship with Christ, but how many of you have made deep and lasting connections within this church with your other brothers and sisters in Christ? Anybody? Yeah. How many times, or how many of you, excuse me, when you have faced a difficult time in your life, have found that it's this church, these people in this church that continue to show up and minister and help you as the hands and feet of Christ. Anybody experienced that before? How many of you love the fact that you have a safe and fun place where your kids can come and learn about and be transformed by Jesus? Or how many of you love being part of something bigger than yourself where we come together and work as one? We are able to do even more for the sake of causing God's kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Anybody excited about all of that? Nobody, I got one person, and she's paid staff who's excited about it. I, apparently, I need to get more staff in here so they, everybody can get excited. Well, my hope is, is that you love this church. My hope is that you get everything that you need out of this church. But now that you're thinking about what this church means to you, how many of you would like everybody you know to find a church, a place like this? Yeah. Where, you, where they can not only come and experience and connect and grow in Christ, but a place full of people who care and support and love them. I mean, have you guys ever seen the statistics on what happens when you come and get involved in a church community, right? People live happier lives because of the connections. People, it's actually shown that people who come to church live longer lives because of the connections that are going on. I mean, there's just all sorts of amazing things that happen when people join a church, when people are a part of a community that truly cares about who they are. So to do that, um, from my vantage point, we've got to take the risk of going through a season of metamorphosis. So ultimately, we can become a church where the sky is the limit or a church that is doing even more to bring heaven to earth in all we do and inspire ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. And at this point, you guys are supposed to be really excited and you just don't get excited, do you? You just don't do it. Again, I tell you about this amazing stuff that God is doing around here, and this is what I get. Or, here's my favorite one. But we won't get into that one. I'm not going to call anybody out on that deal. So again, I believe the three main reasons God is calling us to enter into this season of metamorphosis is, first of all, to whom much is given, much is expected, and we have been given a lot. We have been blessed in amazing ways, so God is calling us to do even bigger things. Secondly, as disciples and followers of Jesus, we are not called to sit where we are comfortable, but to go out into the world and make more disciples or to help others find what we have found in Jesus. And then finally, what it looks like for us as a congregation to bring heaven to earth in all that we do and inspire ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ is doing the hard work of transformation so we can gain the ability to fly. That's what this is about. This is about soaring. This is about bigger and better things. So do you guys see it? How many of you might just be a little bit excited about it? Anybody? Oh, there you are. Yeah. All right. How many of you are a little nervous because it seems a bit overwhelming? Yeah, so um, that needs to be there. This is something that we haven't made the decision on. This is something that we need to wrestle with. But I would remind you that if God is behind this, then we will soar. We will do great things. God will show up in all of this and help us become who he created us to be. And what I want you to keep in mind as we're going through all of this is nine years ago, 10 years ago, when I showed up or whatever, there was no thought that any of what we're doing now is possible at all. In fact, um, not only do they think, most experts think that in small towns, churches growing is, is an anomaly, it's almost impossible, but to have not only um, a formal services and do that well and have people show up, but then to also have a contemporary service where that's growing and thriving, it's not supposed to be able to be done. But here we are today reaching out. I mean, we have over 300 people that are showing up on Sunday morning in our um, Pizza with a Pastor, which where we come and invite people to come and check us out. We had over 20 people show up for that, which is the most that we've ever had. Just this week alone, I think we've had, um, I think, 12 people who have joined. And this morning, we've got one in this service that's going to join. And then we've got seven in the back that are going to join. So it's just this avalanche of more and more people 
wanting to become a part of what we are doing. So I hope you guys are not too nervous, but excited about what God is doing. Now, of course, if we do this, if we choose to do this, it is going to be messy and hard for a season. But that's just what it takes to do metamorphosis. That's what it takes to change. Okay. So now that you guys are seeing all that, now maybe you're even getting a little excited. What I need from all of you is I need you to pray. Take a little bit of time each day and ask God, hey, God, is this the right thing for this church moving forward? Right? And if it is, God, we need you to show up and guide and direct us every step of the way as we go about making this happen. Then, for those of you who need more information and a chance to ask questions and maybe offer some concerns because we are an open book here, whatever you need to talk about, we're willing to talk about, we need you to show up to our listening sessions and give us feedback so we can adapt and adjust. And then last but not least, we need you guys to show up to the congregational meeting on August 20th and vote what you believe is best for this church moving forward. That's what we need from all of you as we begin this process. And then once you do that, I need you guys to get ready. Because the truth is, if we choose to enter into this season of metamorphosis, it's going to take all of us to get this done. It's going to take every single one of us getting involved in different ways where God has called us to get involved to make this happen. But if we do, that's how we become the church that God has created us to be. That's how we make a bigger difference for God's kingdom in this world. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm over the moon about the fact that there'll be more people joining us, more people connecting with Christ, more people living inspired lives, because that's what we're all about. Let us pray. Father, this is big. This is hard. This is overwhelming. There is no doubt about that. But it is my prayer that you will show up as we all begin to pray for this and you will show us what we need to do. If this is not the way forward, we ask that you show up and show us a better way forward if we've missed the mark. But if this is the way forward, Lord, help us all come together as your hands and feet. Help us all come together as your church and do what needs to be done to make a difference for your kingdom to find even more people who want to be a part of this place, who need this place, so they can find healing and wholeness in life, and most importantly, so they can find you. Lord, at this moment, we invite you into this process and ask that you take over and do what needs to be done in this place. Lord, we ask this all in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.